expectations. Hey Alexa, play the boys in back in town by Thin Lizzy. And if if we if I had an Alexa here, it would definitely be playing the boys are back in town right now because ladies and gentlemen, that's what's happened. The boys are back in town uh for not for one night only. Um we're we're getting the show back on the road. The gang's all here. We're ready to start talking about a new season and friends and low expectations. It's going to be a spicy year, I can tell you tell you now. Um, but I'm just excited to be here, fellas. Thanks for thanks for for making time and being here today. Um, I'm going to jump right into it. I'm I'm the commish. We must have waffles. Join as always. We can stay up late, swapping manly stories, and in the morning, I'm making waffles. How many did you end up eating? You ended up eating 17, right? Yep, too many. All right, Philly, so you only have have to find 14 more waffle bites. Yo, I got one more. I was like, whatever, bitch. Give me a chicken sandwich and some waffle fries. I'm joined as always. By uh, my trusty co-host Keith. Oh, I drank a beer. I drank another beer. Three beers. Four beers. Oh no. Five beers. Oh no. Six beers. I just, I just love Jerry Lawler in the back. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> and uh, as always, we have our trusty super producer Philly. Well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Well, uh, thanks for being here, folks. It's it's yeah. so good to be back. I do feel like we owe the people an apology. You know, we tried to get at least one episode out every month. Um, the month of May got away from us. The month of June got away from us. <laughs> 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 we nearly let the month of July get away from us, but uh, but we're we're here. We're here. We made it. We're committed. So we've been doing uh, stuff behind the scenes, though. They don't things they don't know about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Billy and I held an unofficial board meeting in Charlotte at a Pusha T concert. Um, Philly successfully recruited Sam to move to North Carolina. I don't know if that's if that's breaking news yet. The Carolinas. The Carolinas. Carolina. Oh, yeah, the Carolinas. Yeah, my bad, my bad, my bad. Philly tried. Oh. Yep, South Carolina. So that's that's kind of breaking news, yeah. That's pretty yeah. that's pretty newsworthy. Um, my, my bad if you weren't trying to share that. No, I, I feel like most people know. Maybe not like... It's not too late for us to restart. No, no, we're good. I think I think like maybe Carl doesn't know. It's too late. Well, Carl now knows. You're welcome, Carl. Um, it would be awkward if you hadn't told Wiley yet. That'd be the most awkward. No, I feel I feel like there's no way he would tell you or me before telling Anthony. Yeah, no, correct. correct. I, I feel, there's just no way. There's no we're, way. As, much, as much as I'd like to believe Sam and I are that close, we're just not. <laughs> We're there. Yeah. No, that uh, uh, Fern, big Fern's got me beat. I'm I'm so, I'm already starting to start to acclimate myself to the Charleston community. I signed up to a for a learn to curl course in Charleston. So oh, nice, nice. Some, wow. some You're curling be like lessons. The only guy under sixty there. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, brother. 
they got uh, they have three raisin canes in uh, Charleston as well. So I know I got raisin canes. I got cookout. I'm upset. <laughs> Other than whatever, Bro, never put a Whataburger in there. You uh, you never need to leave. Got the trifecta. Well, I'm I'm not leaving for at least five to ten years, so I'm I'm locked in for. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he's full commit. There's also a Bucky's within I think about an hour of you. Hey. Dude, Look at that, man! So damn clutch. What I what Buckets. I what I lost in pro sports, I made up for in fast food chains. So you know, win lose. Hey, never count the Charleston River Dogs. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, man. <laughs> they got some. We go hit up Bill Murray. He he goes to games quite often. There you go. I do. But um, all right, let's uh, let's jump into it. Uh, ah, shit. All right, we're doing a commission's <laughs> Waffle House recap. Uh, how do you guys I, play I just this? I wanted to I wanted to take a moment to get some just to get some firsthand perspective here. Right. Um, yeah, let's. You know, uh, I'm gonna let's, for, uh, for, let's, for the folks at home that may not be familiar with the league, or maybe this is you know uh, maybe they haven't haven't listened in a while. Uh, can you just refresh them what the Waffle House is? It was was it's been retired. Um, yeah, that's true. I'm bringing so, it back. 2023. <laughs> <laughs> so for the first two years of the league's existence, the punishment for coming in last place um, was you had to spend 24 hours at a Waffle House. And for every waffle that you ate, you got to subtract an hour off your total time. Uh, so if you know you were there for one hour and you ate on a waffle, there'd be 22 hours remaining, so on and so forth. Um, so I had the misfortune of coming in last this year. Um, Did you lose you in the Waffle Bowl? Remind I lost every, I lost everyone, man. I lost yeah, everyone. but specifically to send you to Waffle House. I lost. You're, you're walking a dangerous line, bragging about just barely not having. Listen, to do listen. This, this is this is my flex. So why don't you just stay out of this? All right. I lost okay, to the Miami Dolphins. That's who I lost to. <laughs> um, but uh, so that, yeah, that's pretty much all there is to it. Um, I will now open the floor for. 120 seconds to Walter Cronkeefe to ask some heavy hitting questions. Yeah. Um, well, I appreciate you giving me the time today, Sam. Uh, how are you? How are you feeling? Two days removed now, or I guess this was yesterday. Yeah, this was just yesterday. I thought today was Wednesday for some reason. Yeah. How are you feeling? A day removed. How am I, and you're how am I feeling? Waffles? I consumed almost 7,000 calories in waffles. Um, so that's that's about how I'm feeling. Uh, that's like. A little over three days worth of calories in a single sitting so um as you can imagine not great <laughs> have you had your first bowel movement since the epic waffle showdown i would paint a graphic picture but it is <laughs> not pretty um kara has unfortunately had to be uh, on the receiving end and taking care of me <laughs> it's been a long road to recovery and i'm, <laughs> I'm still in the process what was your mindset going into Waffle House? I know we talked at length about, you know, you wanted to beat the record, but were you trying to just go for time or were you just yeah. trying to eat as many waffles as you needed to beat Mo? Talk to yeah. me about your mindset going into that. Yeah, honestly, uh, when I was rolling up or like when I was preparing myself for this, um, I told Kara, I was like, my goal is 20 waffles. Like I'm going to be out of there by noon. And I got about five waffles in and I was like, holy shit, like this, this is, this is impossible. Um, and I swear the the person, the the chef, whoever I don't know if it's a chef or a line cook, whatever you want to call them, like I swear they were putting more and more batter with every batch of waffles that they brought me because these waffles were like heavier every single time, and it was it like every bite was like a rock in your stomach, man. It was like awful, just Fuck your absolutely. Life. Bing, bong. 
absolutely awful. So, uh, Speaking of your line cook, that's another great question. Uh, we obviously know Mo made fantastic friends with his line cook. Uh, did you develop any kind of relationship with the staff? Uh, the lady kept telling me that I was going to be TikTok famous. That's that's pretty much all that our conversation was. She's like, oh, are we going to be TikTok famous? And I said, I don't even have a TikTok, so probably not. Are you? Um, was she filming? No, she just kept walking up to me asking if we were going to be TikTok famous, and I was like, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think not so. Not recording anything. But like, dude, it was an interesting scene, man. Uh, uh, it was like, I was like sitting there, and like these two homeless guys came in, and they went and talked to the manager, Roger. But like this, the manager was like employing homeless people to clean up the parking lot. So like that was kind of a cool piece that I like didn't expect. Like instead of like you know them like just standing outside the building or whatever, he was like paying them to clean up the parking lot, do a few things here and there, and then I uh, also gave him like a little bit of like a drink and then some like some food to go. So I thought that was kind of a cool thing that I didn't necessarily expect to see at a Waffle House and you know Indy on a on a Monday. So. Waffle uh, House is truly a place of the people. It's not a Waffle really? House, man. It's really? a Waffle Home. That's true. <laughs> My last question for you, oh. and I know we're a little bit close on time here. Yeah, uh, when is the next time you're going back to Waffle House, if ever? Yo, honestly, probably never. Um, got no desire. Um, I don't even like have a desire. Like, I think probably like the smell of waffles would probably make me gag right now. Because um, like my method going into it, I was like, you know, so. I live in Fishers, uh, Indiana, currently. Um, Joey Chestnut lives right down the road from me, about 15 minutes away in Westfield, Indiana. And so I was been taking some notes from him, you know? And so I literally did not put anything on these waffles. I was just eating plain waffles, no butter, no syrup. And I would do like a bite of waffle, a sip of water, trying to make it go down easier. And, you know, still fucking awful. So, um, no desire to go back to Waffle House. No desire to go back to, to eat waffles. I could mess up some chicken and waffles, but um, I don't think you'll catch me eating plain waffles for a while. I don't, I don't think really anybody desires to eat plain waffles. So, Bro, it's not worth it. Don't do it. First time I come visit you in uh, Charleston, I'm going to make waffles for breakfast. <laughs> Please, God, no. <laughs> Oh, this is gonna oh, be yeah. fun. We can stay up late, swapping manly stories, and in the morning, I'm making waffles. So yeah, that's uh, that's kind of the experience, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing whoever wins this year or loses this year. Gets I have, a, the hot I have another challenge. question that I've all, that I've wondered about this. What was your total bill? Did they comp you any waffles? Man, they're out here making a fucking pro- so. I'm going to go on a tangent just to talk about how money grubbing Waffle House is. Um, so they recently changed from a, yeah, they changed Waffle Home. They changed from a franchise back to being a chain. Um, and so they gave these franchisees, these franchisees the opportunity to sell the, their store back to the chain to corporate. Um, and if they refused, they would find the nearest piece of property to your Waffle House and they would build a Waffle House and drive you out of business. So Typically, that's the case if you see a Waffle House like really close to each other. It's because they're trying to put this person who's a franchise probably out of business. Um, so with that being said, I was ordering them five waffles at a time. Um, five waffles was $15. So 15 30 uh, 45 uh, about a little under $50. And I tipped like 
10, 15 bucks because I was there for, you know, extended period of time. So I tried to make it worth their while. So probably came out to about uh, like just under like $70. He's a world famous waffle son that shows some respect. Oh, yeah, it's it, it's not cheap. So um, I'm glad that, well, when Carl proposed the hot ones and he showed like the $120 kit, uh, I was like, holy fuck. Um, but we do have some other alternatives now, which I think is, which is great and not going to cost people an arm and a leg. But yeah, so uh, that kind of wraps it up. Um, going to put that down on the list of things I never want to do ever again. And uh, we can keep moving. Let's hope you don't lose in 2023. I am kind of looking forward to the Hot Ones Challenge. Uh, Carl reached out to me, and I was like, "Dude, like that's that's a that's a brilliant idea. I think you should I think you should suggest it." Yeah, I think I think you really should only have to have like the uh, I think there's only two that you should have to do, like get the actual one, and that's the bomb and um, whatever Apollo or whatever they're using at ten. Otherwise. Like, I think you can kind of fill the middle with like progressively hotter sauces. When I used to um, work at, when I used to work at Firehouse, um, we kept the bomb on, uh, in stock. And so we kept it in the back of the house. You had to specifically ask for it. Cause like, you know, pre COVID Firehouse used to have the big, like um, hot sauce selection, but that was one of the ones that like, you couldn't, you had to ask for it because everyone, had, you had to know like, okay, you're getting yourself into this. I worked with a buddy. And, uh, and he would, he would put it on his entire sub and he would just down it. Like it was no problem. Like he, he would put it on there. Like, like I would put like honey mustard or the, the Sorensen sauce on there and he would just slather it up and take it down. No problem. Like that one is like, I don't mind hot sauces. I have a, I feel like I have a pretty decent hot sauce tolerance. But at some point, it's just like it's there's no flavor to it, and it's just like scalding hot. It's just hot for the, the sake of being hot. Scalding hot. There's just nothing to it. Yeah. There's nothing redeeming like, about it. It doesn't even make whatever I'm eating enjoyable. Yeah. Hoke okay. and I did a, a hot ones challenge. I have, um, I've got a majority of the sauces, not like for the season, but I have, I have the bomb, I have um, a last stab, I have some other ones. So. Uh, if I lose, I'm ready to go. But um, sick. But if I, <laughs> yeah, the it's bomb's almost be, worse than it's than, not gonna be. It's not gonna be pleasant. We'll put it like no, that. Is no. it? Is it? Is it? Is it easier than sitting at Waffle Officer? The amount of time that I did eating that many waffles. Who knows? Uh, we're gonna find out. It's definitely uh, not cheaper. No. Well, no. The the knockoff sauces is so, but um. So we're getting ready for this new year. We have a lot, a lot, a lot happening in the league. Obviously, a lot of changes, adding the IR, changing the flex position. But the thing I probably look forward to the most is always seeing the new team names that we have uh, coming in each year. Um, and to, in kind of the, the spirit of the new season, lots of new things happening. Um, we've come up with a new rating system that we're going to use to rate um, the new team names for this year. Keith, do you want to kind of introduce this new rating system that we're doing? Yeah, absolutely. So in the uh, in the spirit of new name changes, uh, one iconic, um, sorry, Carl, one iconic venue in professional sports is getting a new name. So if you don't know, uh, the home of the Pittsburgh Steelers, formerly Heinz Field, is now 
Acrisure, is it Acrisure Stadium or Acrisure Field? Acrisure Stadium. Acrisure Stadium, um, a small-time Michigan-based <laughs> insurance firm has won the rights to one of the most iconic uh, stadiums in all of sports, obviously. Um, and so in the spirit of that, obviously, we've got a few folks that have uh, changed their names. We're probably expecting another name <laughs> change or two here. So we are going to rate all of our names on a scale of uh, 1 to 10, 1 being Acrisure and 10 being Heinz Field. So uh, that is the, the spirit of our of our ratings here and we're really looking forward to this i'm i'm excited i mean uh, this is one i think um the fellows are gonna like obviously we have a couple folks i feel like i feel like fred is probably gonna end up changing his name if not if not if not sooner than probably at some point during the season so um but i would expect like maybe <clears throat> billy will consider a name change who knows maybe gino um hasn't currently changed his name he's got a quality one with rice to beach here so maybe maybe he sticks with that but couple of pretty good name changes on here. I'm excited to dig into them. All right. Well, let me go ahead and throw out the first one. Um, I'm just going to look at our list. I'm going to go with this one. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt of having a name change just because he did it so late in the season. Um, we're going to talk about Ferns. He changed his name pretty much right. I mean, he went from what? Was it? No, it was blood, sweat, and beers at one point. It was, um, it was uh, you know, I think it was, Maybe it was all Barkley, no bite at one point. I don't even remember anymore, honestly. But now he's he's I kind only of remember blood, sweat, and beers. I, I feel like he did have another name change. I, there, I, only I just don't that. even remember. It obviously wasn't wasn't memorable. But the one he's with now is the Fighting House Plant, which I think is pretty funny. Um, fellows, where do we where do we rank on our Acrisure Stadium to Heinz Field rating? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go MetLife Insurance. So I'm gonna give him about a four four or five uh, really because uh, the fighting house plants works for big fern i don't know why this why it's big fern I, at this point i'm afraid to ask so uh nice story uh, i'm going with a uh a soft five okay. keith i'm gonna i'm gonna give this i'm gonna give this one i'm gonna give this one a decent like like craft ranch <clears throat> like it, it could be it could be better but it could be worse. It's no hidden Valley. It's no, you know, but yeah. it, it certainly could be worse. I'm going to, I'm going to give this one a six. Um, you know, it plays into it. I think we were all kind of hoping he would lean into the big fern Anthony. Um, and if he ends up sticking with this one, I think, I think it's a good one. I think it's a good one. I hope he sticks with it. Um, you know, at least keep this one for a full season and, and uh, maybe, maybe come the 2023 season, look for a rename here. Yeah, I agree. I think it's like a 6.5, maybe a 7, if we're being generous. Um, I like the originality. I like that it relates to him. Um, so I think I think that's kind of where I fall in there on that one. If I knew the history behind Fern, I'd probably give it a 6.5, 7. Do you want to know the history? Yes, I do. All right. It's really not great. <laughs> it's not. I mean, uh, I was watching basketball one day, and, and there was a basketball player named Anthony Simmons. And I just thought it was hilarious. And so we started calling Anthony Anthony, which eventually became Fern. And then we were playing, I want to say Sea of Thieves with Mo. And uh, Mo said something like, oh, that's some little Fern energy or something like that. And uh, thus became like big Fern energy, little Fern energy. And mm -hmm. uh, that's how Anthony, Anthony became Anthony, became Fern. And yeah. So. Honestly, Philly, if it makes you lower your rating, I'd understand. 
it's not fun. I mean, it's. I know. I know. I, I know. I said if I knew the history, I'd give it a higher score. But uh... so the funniest part of this story actually is when Anthony changed his name on Instagram to Big Fern, and his now uh, fiance uh, Maddie was like, I can't believe you made me just do my, you know, anniversary post to Big Fern on Instagram. And I think that I, I for one would be honored. And I think that wasn't it Manthony was, before that? Like is it is Big it Fern Manthony, is Manthony yeah. any better than Big Fern? Uh no. No, I, I also came up with Manthony. So that you know these are these are all uh commission exclusives. Um wow, but okay. I think the okay. I think the kicker is gonna be I, I don't know if I'm gonna do this or not yet. So Maddie if you're listening uh, please, you know, mute this section. But I think I'm going to get uh, Maddie a shirt. She's definitely says, muting it, by the way. She definitely is, has gone ahead and hit mute and has not listened to this part. Uh, it's going to say future Mrs. Fern. And I think that would be just like poetic justice. Just, you know, real funny. It'd be excellent. Um, don't, don't say future Mrs. Fern. Just get her like, just get them for their wedding. Just get them um, like champagne flutes or wine glasses with like one has the wedding date and one just has a, like a etched fern on it. <laughs> Yeah, see, that we're doing the be, most here. That but would be just perfect. <laughs> enough. Uh, we're spending sorry, a lot sorry, of time yeah, on yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. So we have some other great ones that we can dive into. Um, another one that was pretty much changed right at the, probably right at the conclusion of the season. I think after the season ended, this was the first person to change their name, and that was Mo. He changed his name to the Bunghole Burglars. This one, this one's an elite one, personally. I mean, this this is this is as close as it gets to perfect. Um, I, I'm not I'm not gonna give this one a Heinz Field, but I'm gonna call this one a Hidden Valley. This is this is a solid nine, pushing a ten. Um, Mo is Mo is just you can always count on him for those quips, man. He's just he's always a quip. He's always got something just ready to go. That like I, I feel like every time he posts something, I just end up laughing. If not, if for no other reason than like I can picture Mo saying it in real life, and that maybe that's more funny to me than what he's actually <laughs> said. But um, bunghole burglars, elite name, Hidden Valley, like everyone in the Midwest prefers this ranch. Um, it's 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 top notch. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a uh, probably a high a high eight and a half nine. Um, for for my scale, I'm a ten is a glass bottle of Heinz ketchup. So I'm gonna mm. go uh, the upside down plastic squeeze bottle mm. of Heinz mm. for this. Um, you know, it's almost the most elite it can be. But um, I mean, just saying it, it's fun just to say it, and that's that's the, that's all you need. I think I think, I think that's that's the key when you're coming to mm-hmm. our fantasy football team name. Like, is is it fun? Is it fun to say or is it funny? If you hit one of those two marks, you're gonna have a highly rated name. Is someone on this podcast gonna have to hold back like a giggle whenever we're doing game recaps in the fall? Yes. So that's is it gonna mess up our time? Probably. <laughs> yeah, Probably. it's definitely gonna screw up the two minute drill. <laughs> so I think for me, um, in in the spirit of his profile picture, he's no Lightning McQueen, but I think a Chick Hicks is a, a solid fit for where this falls on the rating. Um, it's probably like a good seven point five eight for me. So uh i'm pretty i'm pretty yeah it's original it's it's a mo exclusive you know hard to hard to beat not worth much money but it's built with love i would i would disagree i think this is an elite marketing tool <laughs> i think um, you can build a brand around this 
let's uh let's keep the show moving um next up one of the another early adopters of a new name uh cheese he is adopting Camara's gridiron gang i think it's a nice play on uh gridiron gang it's kind of funny since Camara probably won't be seeing the field for what six eight weeks I like this one personally. I mean, anytime, uh, anytime, I feel like anytime um, we have like an NFL player who gets arrested or does something dumb, like you immediately get a name that's inspired by like Gridiron Gang or Longest Yard or um, something like that. I'm going to give this one, I'm going to give this one a solid five. I think it's perfectly middle of the road. Um, you know, Kamara's looking like he's going to get slapped with like a six to eight game suspension. So about half the season i'll give this about half the points here so i'll call this one i'll call this one a solid five five and a half yeah uh I, i'm gonna go uh i'm gonna go a little bit lower than that i'm gonna go about a four mm. um and the reason why we talked about this a little bit before we started taping but um unless i'm missing something here <clears throat> he doesn't have alvin kamara on his team and so uh yeah. it's a, yeah. it's an with yeah. as well true with as many um uh, felonies that are popping around the nfl i feel like he could have chosen somebody else uh, kamara i mean i know that kamara is going to be in some legal trouble but there's lots of other people i think that could maybe fit this a little bit better so <laughs> it's not a it's not a terrible play uh i think it's a little bit overdone and i would like it a little bit more if kamara was on his team I oh, well, let's let's say he picks up Kamara either in the draft or as a as a as a free agent here. Where where does this bump you up to? Um, so it's currently like a like a triple A insurance for me. Mm. Uh, maybe swings back to like a like a MetLife State Farm five five and a half. Mm. Okay, I think that's fair. Yeah. yeah, no, I think this is a it's good. I got a good chuckle out of it. Probably, I think Kiefer's rating is fair five. Let's uh let's look to uh the next one I'm gonna look at is Billionaire Carl's. Gimli's a sprinter. Personal okay, so I'm 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 torn with taking the low road and just beating, <laughs> beating down on Carl here. <laughs> I'm torn between taking the low road and beating down on Carl. Or uh, just taking the high road because I, I mean the 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 context for this nickname, Carl and I are both big Lord of the Rings fans. He completed a Lord of the Rings and Hobbit rewatch, um, and so you know he was going through, and then you know he was texting me about the scene where in Two Towers where they're chasing after the the Orakai pack and. Uh, you know, Gimli's running and he's like, we're not known for sprinters. We're really great over long distances though. <laughs> so, so this is inspired by that. Um, but given that this, this whole bit is inspired by a Heinz Field name change, uh, I'm going to call this, I'm going to give this one an Acrisure. I'm going to call this whale shit field at Acrisure <laughs> Stadium. Um, that is the, the proposed name by Kamish for his letter to the Rooney family. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the low road here and just uh, I'm gonna call this Acrisure. I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love Lord of the Rings, but yeah, Carl's gonna be very mad at me tomorrow when he listens. He's like probably right. not gonna talk to me for a couple of days. 
Well, isn't that the norm for like fantasy football season for y'all? No, uh, Spidey sense just went off. He already knows you're insulting him. <laughs> well, yeah, me me insulting Carl is totally normal, but um, Carl and I like during the season we text like every single day. We're we're texting every day right now. We're constantly talking about what Carl's going to do with his draft and oh boy. <laughs> so, well, we're already in mid-season form, and we're not even at the draft yet. All right, let's. Uh, we got a few more to go through. I think three, and we'll try to do these kind of quickly, just because we have a, a ton of content we're trying to get through today. Next one is uh, Joe Williamson. Joe Willie, the fellas and the Jets. I don't know if this is a play on like West Side Story, or. I have to guess it's a play on Benny and the Jets. Benny and the Jets, yeah, that would it's make gotta, sense. It's got to be Benny and the Jets. All right, listen. It's call the elephant in the room here. I absolutely love a reference to Justin Jefferson. Right? Uh, I think it's pretty clear that this is speaking to me. However, I don't get it. I don't get the. <laughs> I don't know what the reference is. Um, if it, if it so, was the fellas and the Jettas, because isn't his name on Twitter JJ Jettas? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If it was fellas in the Jettas, it'd be it'd make a lot more sense. But it, I mean, he's got well, he's got he's got Justin Jefferson. Is he a Jets his... fan? No, no, he's no, a Broncos he's fan. Oh, but, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So you are only allowed twenty five characters. I wonder if the twenty five characters came into play. I just I, I just don't know what reference he's trying to make. I love the reference to Justin Jefferson, and so for that reason, I'm giving him a five. Um. But the the execute the, there's uh, five words in this name, and the first four could twenty four flabbergasted. Uh, the last word fantastic. So characters could have been an issue here. It's it, his is twenty four characters, um, so you, you would not have been able to fit another T and an A in there. Well, the, the problem is like like it's Benny well, and the I mean Jets. you could have just cut out the you could have just said right. fellows and and the Jettas. It's still not great, and we'll leave it at that. He he, did, he tried. There there was a good attempt here. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give this one a solid three. I'm gonna call this one. Uh, I'm gonna call this one the general. Um, I think it's you know it's it's your basic minimum coverage. Well, Joe's gonna take offense because he works for Progressive, so. Yeah, uh, I can't give this one progressive. I I was insured by Progressive. Man, previously. season's not even yeah. starting yet, and we're already shitting on Joe. It's a good. It's going to be a good year, boys. <laughs> I'm going to give this one the general. I'm going to call it. You know, I'm going to call it a good three. I like what he was trying to do, um, but I think we're all just confused about the Jets. Is this a? Is this a JJ reference? Is this a? You know, is this an Elton John reference? I, I don't know. We're all lost here. All right. Well, let's go to the next one. Uh, we're going to go ahead and do mine. Uh, Devonta's Inferno. That's right. You guys can be honest. <laughs> go ahead, Philly. Um, I like I like it. Same reason I don't uh, I don't love Kamara. Uh, Kamara's yeah. Gridiron Gang. Uh, I just like Devonta Freeman's um, a little washed up. This is uh, Devonta Smith. Uh, well, uh, Devonta Parker. <laughs> mm. Okay, maybe, maybe we're all making a point as to maybe this is very similar to Joe's. <laughs> mm. uh, 
Yeah, okay, so listen. Uh, <laughs> uh, Devonta Smith makes a lot more sense. I was really wondering why you had a hard on for Devonta Freeman. I don't. Uh, so Devonta Smith makes a lot more sense. Eagles get that, understand. Uh, Maybe I should put Smith in quote in like a asterisk like Kiefer did. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I give it a I liked the uh, the the name. Yeah, anyways, I would probably give you a five. Now knowing that uh, it actually makes sense and relates to you uh, as a football fan, I will uh, bump it up to a uh, solid six and a half. Ooh. I'm giving it like a, a mayo chup, mm. uh, Heinz like mayo an, chup. Like a not like a crunch. Heinz. Oh, it could be a crunch. It could be a crunch. Yeah. I like I like crunch. Okay, that's fair. I'm gonna I'm gonna call this one uh, I'm gonna call this one like a Ken's buffalo sauce. Um, oh, really? It's a it's 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 a it's a good it's a good condiment, but it's very specific. It's very, you know, yeah. it's not it's not like a ketchup that you can put on just about anything. Um, so I'm gonna call this one a Ken's buffalo. Um, personally, I enjoy it. Um, I should have made the connection that this was Devonte Smith and not Devonte Parker. <laughs> so that's 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 a that's a crisp. My bad. I think I I think I. I think I connected Devontae Parker because I know you had Devontae Parker for a couple of weeks last season. So I think that's why I made the Parker connection. Sure. Um, yeah, I'm going to call this one. A, I'm going to call this one a Ken's Buffalo Ranch. I'm going to give this one. A, I'm going to give this one a six and a half, seven. Hey, I'll take it. Um, speaking of other references to players not on your roster, we got the Michael Carter three by Keith. This is just so on brand for Kiefer, though. Like, yeah, I, I, know. um, I, again, uh, the the player not being on the team it deducts a little bit of points for me, but in terms again, of yet, 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 uh, hot take. I'm drafting Michael Carter first round. <laughs> <laughs> gotta, <laughs> gotta make it happen. In terms of just, uh, you know, elite branding, um, I mean, this is this is where it's at. This is um, a purple ketchup to me. The the like the nineties <laughs> easy the squirt the easy, the easy came squirt. out came out the same easy time squirt as, purple ketchup for me. This came is at the same um, time as like Shrek and they had the green ketchup. Mm. Yep. Uh it's you know it's it's I'm the flattered. it's high it's it's Heinz, so you know it's good quality. Um but it's a it's a very specific uh brand and flavor, right? And uh and that's you know that's perfect for Keith. So I think it matches them perfectly. So I'm gonna give this a solid eight. Yeah, no, this is a, it's, the branding is great. Uh, like I said, we all know Keith loves um, Lil Wayne, so it's fitting. Um, it's a cool name. I think it, I think it works. So it's, uh, I'd give it 8.2. Just you. a little bit better. Really. I, I do appreciate it. I, I got to give credit to Sam. This was inspired by his initial name change, which was a tribe called Quez. Um, really good uh, rap group. One of the better. They have one of the better albums in hip hop history, The Low End Theory. Um, if you are interested at all, you should give that one a listen. But it was inspired by that, and I was like, ah, oh, maybe I can make like a Pusha T reference. Try to like tie in like someone's name with like a cocaine reference or a Pusha T song. But we're rebranding like, Kiefer, so he avoided that. Yeah, yeah, that was an active thought on my mind. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um and so i just went i went with the carter three i was like oh michael carter you know um carter three my one of my favorite albums if not my favorite so uh, i appreciate um, a nod of approval from the fellows 
Oh, right. we we don't have any more name changes yet. Uh, Zadon, we, please. Um, I just have a suggestion for a name change. A name change. I'm gonna Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> no Champions League for you. <laughs> uh, so um, if you're out there, Fred, uh, I'm gonna Ralph. You're welcome. All right. Uh, yeah. Do we have a Do we have a breaking news like soundbite we could do? Oh, I mean, maybe like a. <laughs> with the uh with the first overall pick in the uh 2022 fantasy name draft uh dalvin and hobbs elects to change their name to kirkland signature uh in reference <laughs> wow. to our lord and savior kirk cousins uh you can't see if, uh, you, if you're listening you can't see that i'm currently holding a kirkland <laughs> signature shirt like a like a jersey on draft day i think you were like looking at the camera like can everybody see like this is, this <laughs> is mostly an audio medium it's it's gonna gonna see, but i'm very i'm very thrilled uh i'm fred a uh, and gino fred and gino are gonna be the ones who see it so you can think that <laughs> well i hope you enjoy um also uh that was for you fred um yeah, we, uh, you know, I, I debated back and forth on whether I should make the name change. And, um, you know, I, uh, I think it's, it's maybe time for a change. Dalvin and Hobbs had a good run, um, but we're hoping that Kirkland Signature can bring the, the quality uh, and the, the, the greatness to the field that it's known for. So I, on the I spot like rankings. It. I like it uh, personally. I, I think this is a, I think this is a good, uh, I think this is a good name change. I'm actually going to call this, I'm going to call this a Kirkland's catch up. I'm going to give this one, oh. you know, a solid seven. Mm. Um, you know, if you're looking to save a little bit of money um, and not go for a Heinz. Um, also, you want to buy in bulk. Um, so you have catch up for like six months. Um, this is a good one. I'm going to give this one a solid seven. It's got, it's got good taste, a little bit sweeter than a normal ketchup. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, this one's cool, man. It's just, I mean, it's such a, like a, it's, you don't have to do much with the name, right? Like it's, it's there already. And like Kirkland Signature has become such a hot brand in recent times, right? Like their merch has become really cool. Um, their beer is cheap. Like it, it kind of embodies everything that Philly is. So um, I think it's a good name. Like I said, you're not doing too much. You're not trying too hard with it. I think it, I think it just works. So I'm going to give it like a 7.8. I oh, appreciate that. Appreciate that. And uh, I also just realized that we viewers and and the and the rest of the league or listeners in the rest of the league, they may also not know that this is very on brand for Philster. Um, he is he's a big Costco guy. Um, we still need so to this do is, this. Is also very on brand. I think this is a good time for us to just establish um, Super Producers Costco brand. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. we, I think we still need to do that. But I would love to do like a get to know the league of us maybe spending a few minutes on each person kind of describing for the the public of who everyone is um to I, us I should, to us i really do think that would be like the perfect like preseason episode like before yeah. one starts like do because we i mean we we brought Get a lay of the land last year and we gave everyone their their moment in the light. I think this would be a good yeah. opportunity to like truly introduce. Yeah, them. that's such a that's such a snippet, and I would love to give people just kind of an encompassment of like who they are. And I, we don't necessarily need to say like what they do or like you know. I think there's going to be some good places where we can like give anecdotes and stories. But I'd love to get to 
people know who 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 our group is and kind of what makes this league so special because it's it's not us that's for damn sure it's it's definitely not us um but we're gonna we're gonna keep the show on the road we're gonna talk through uh keepers for this upcoming year um they're relatively straightforward so we won't at least for some of them we're gonna spend a little bit of time on a few um but for the most part, I think we can uh, kind of run through this pretty quickly. Um, Philster, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you kick this one off just because I, I think I think you would enjoy doing the first one. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, first up, we have uh, Mr. Confusing Ass Name himself, uh, <laughs> uh, Joe. Um, as you heard just a couple minutes ago, his name is the Fellas in the Jets uh, with. Uh, regards to Justin Jefferson, and that's who we have as his keeper. Um, the only other real case I could make there um, would potentially be um, a Zeke Elliott. Um, obviously, running backs are a hot commodity, but um, I just don't know with that backfield. So Justin Jefferson seems like the lock there uh, to, to take a, as a keeper. Yeah, no, no arguments here. Um... Keith, why don't you talk to us about uh, about Gino's team? Yeah, absolutely. Um, let me get this one pulled up here real quick. Where is he at right there? Yeah, looking at Gino's team here. I mean, the guy the guy that we wrote down, and I think this one is equally as not uh, equally a no brainer. Um, Devontae Adams. You know, he was stocked up last year, wide receiver, made a couple moves. Um, Devontae Adams. You know, he he leaves Aaron Rodgers. Um, so we're really going to kind of find out like just how good he really is. I think obviously we all know he's a good receiver, great, a great receiver. Um, you know, now with a quarterback who's not really anywhere near the caliber of Aaron Rodgers, we're going to find out just how good. I think the other person you could possibly make a case for here is Joe Mixon. I think most people expect that that offensive line is going to be much improved. Um, they were able to get one of the Bucks offensive linemen. Um, this offseason, and they really invested heavily in their O-line to try to protect Joe Burrow. Um, I think as Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase continue to grow and develop, um, Joe Mixon is going to see more touches kind of by default, but um, really it's it's got to be Devontae Adams here. I, I Lastly, I could see Geno pulling a fast one on everybody and keeping one of his 17 kickers. Um, I think Nick Folk could be a sleeper pick <laughs> here. He's a real big Patriots homer. Um, so, I mean, that would be my sleeper pick here, but it's got to be Devontae <laughs> Adams, but do not be shocked to see Nick Folk be the keeper here. No, it's all, also, with it being Geno, I could see a Justin Herbert. Um, he finished number two uh, as the number two scorer in all of fantasy football last year. Um, and so uh, I think there's, you know, some room for quarterback to, to wait a little bit, but I can also see that happening as well. Yeah. Moving on to Fern. I think, I think this one's probably – I think it's straightforward, right? You have arguably the best running back last season in Jonathan Taylor. I think uh, that's a pretty easy one. Um, obviously, I think having a running back off the board of that caliber is, is always good for, for your team. Um, he has a few others that you could see. Uh, Stefan Diggs, um, hell of a wide receiver. And then the other person I would I'd potentially see would be Kyle Pitts, uh, who some people are already pegging as a uh, – surefire hall of famer which i think is hard to believe as a rookie um but i guess we'll wait and see but i think the the obvious answer here is jonathan taylor let's talk about let's talk about i think this one's another going to be another straightforward one philly 
What do you think? Yeah, we are, we're looking here at uh, Zidane, please, Fred, and uh, it's pretty straightforward. It's Austin Eckler uh, as the keeper there. Again, if you've got a good, if you've got a stud running back, if you've got a you know top five, top six scoring running back, uh, you gotta kind of take them. The only other person that could maybe sneak in is a, is a Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know, if you, I think if you have a, I think if you have a top three quarterback or a top mm-hmm. five running back or a top <clears throat> three receiver, those are kind of people that you would want to look at keeping. Um, but I, I think as a building block, Austin Eckler is the guy. Did you, Sam, did you end up trading him Mike Williams or did you drop Mike Williams? I dropped Mike Mike Williams. Hmm. I mean, I wasn't going to suggest that. I wasn't going to suggest him, but he's got a big contract this offseason. No, yeah. The only person I would think. I I don't remember you dropping him. It was like at the very end of the season because he was just such a bum for me by that point. Um, The only other one, and like this would not be a popular pick at all, um, but I had read some reports about Rashad Penny getting upwards of 20 touches a game this year. Um, And if that's the case, and if the Seahawks can somehow not be absolute dog piss, then that could be a, a, that would mean that would look like a genius play. Right. But um, that, that would be my only like shot in the dark for that one. But um, let's talk about a little bit more complex one, uh, Keith. Yeah, absolutely. We got Mo here, um, the bunghole burglars, uh, one of our highest, uh, actually, I think this was our highest rated nickname, um, highest rated name change. So this this one's a little bit interesting, and it's really, it's only interesting because of the guy who is really the obvious pick for him, and that is Debo Samuel. And that's just because of his shaky situation with the 49ers right now. So um, very notably, right around draft time, he requested a trade. Um, John Lynch, uh, the 49ers GM came out and was like, no, it'd have to be an idiot to trade him. They've got no reason to trade him. Debo Samuel really doesn't have any leverage here. Um, he's on a very team friendly deal. I, I ultimately think the 49ers are just going to give this guy a blank check and just pay him whatever he wants. It's just a matter of, you know, is, is the relationship repairable there? Um, all the reports coming out of, um, the uh, out of Sam Fran this off season, or that you know Trey Lance is 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 developing exactly as he should. Um, obviously, he's going to be a, he's not a rookie anymore, but he's going to be basically a rookie when it comes to playing time. So he's going to take his bumps and bruises. But that is a, one of the best offensive lines in football. They've got a pretty darn good run game um, with Debo Samuel and George Kittle. He should have the weapons he needs to have a pretty good rookie season and uh, I'm going to call this his rookie season for all intents and purposes. So Debo Samuel should be the pick there. The only other, the only other thing that like you kind of consider here is if something happens before we get to our draft and the time where you have to name keepers with Debo, if you know, the 49ers just get spiteful and ship him off to somewhere, um, you know, that'll just give them a ton of draft picks, you know, That'd be worst case scenario for Debo, but if they sent him to like a Detroit and Detroit just opened up, you know, the draft, uh, the draft asset checkbook there, then you'd have to look at one of his running backs. Um, he's got two very good ones with Aaron Jones and Nick Chubb. Um, I think, uh, you know, you talk about the 49ers offensive line, the Browns have a great offensive line as well. So um, Nick Chubb there with uh, even, even if Deshaun Watson doesn't end up playing, um, an, an improved offensive wide receiver core with Amari Cooper added to the mix. Um, that could be a very good pick. Aaron Jones, 
Aaron Rodgers loves his checkdowns to his wide receivers, so Aaron Jones is a threat to give you five, six catches a game in addition to, you know, 75-plus yards rushing. Um, the the other one, and I would call this one maybe a sleeper, but he's going to pick, if he if not Debo, he's going to pick Jones or Chubb, maybe Jalen Waddle. I think he could take a <laughs> tremendous leap forward with Tyreek Hill there to take the top off the defense and um, really balance out the defense. He's not going to see a lot of double teams because those double teams are going to go to Tyree Hill's side of the field. So maybe he gets frisky and keeps Jalen Waddle and takes a gamble on Tua and the Dolphins. But um, I think if it's not Debo, it's my guess is Aaron Jones. Yep, no, I agree. I think it'll be interesting. And I think it's also be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, Debo did request he didn't want to be that gadget player this year either. He said he wanted to be more of a wide receiver. And I think or at least some of his production came from that that gadget running back role. So interesting. It's also, also it's Mo. That's an easy thing. You just say okay, like right. Yeah, we we feel like we yeah, have whatever a much we need to do. Quarterback than Jimmy and Trey Lance. Sure, we'll make you a full time receiver and we'll pay you as such. You know, have right. another good year for us with our rookie quarterback, and we'll open up the checkbook. Especially considering the 49ers, that gadget stuff was a little bit out of necessity because they had so many injuries at running back. They've yeah. got mm-hmm. a stable of running backs. They got like four or five running backs that are yeah, all really Trey good. Sherman, good. Moster. Yeah. Um, Jeff Wilson Jr. Jeff Wilson. Yep. Uh, so who's like, that other one? The kid from Ohio State. Um, Trey Sherman. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I was thinking of someone more. else. Yeah, I was also thinking that too. I wanted to say Fred for some reason, but. Uh, Elijah anyways. Mitchell. Elijah, Elijah Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like, I mean, like last year, like any one of them could have probably been the starter. So I, I agree. The other thing that maybe this is giving Mo a little bit too much credit, uh, Mo could pull a Keefe and does not take a keeper. And that might be mm. a better move for him um, just to, to you know, well, try his all, luck. That would also make sense, too, because if I'm not mistaken, didn't he give up a draft pick in one of his trades? He made a handful of trades, and I feel like in one of them he gave up a draft pick. I think he, he just have. swapped. Maybe, maybe thought, I'm thinking of Joe. Maybe I thought I'm he just – well, Maybe. people were... I feel like Carl Carl made a draft uh trade and he traded like up he traded up to get Najee. Uh um, yeah. He traded up with Mo yeah. to get Najee. Uh, so Mo has I extra picks. I think I think that was just a swap in that draft. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't remember. So, yeah. But yeah, I think like it'll be interesting. Um I think for Carl going to be Najee I think I think I think Carl said that last year even that that was going to be his guy um which I think makes sense he's got a handful of other options um but I think I mean the beauty of Carl's roster is it was it was really well built last year he's got a couple different guys who could mm-hmm. make a lot of sense to to keep but I mean he traded up specifically you know the thing that he told me last year when he traded up to get Najee was this is this is my keeper for the next five years, and I'm like, yeah. yeah. I mean, if he if he does what you need him to do, sure. And I mean, yep. on a really bad Steelers team, he shines. So yeah, right. I would agree. Um, looking at Austin's, I think this one, I think another one that's fairly straightforward. Yeah, yeah. Cooper Cup is uh is who we have here, and I don't. I, I don't even need to really look at the rest of his his team there. Like if you've got Cooper Cup, that's kind of what you got to do there. There's not there's nothing else the you can one. really. Uh, only one that really stands out to me. The only argument you can make is like maybe DeAndre Swift, but that's still not a. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, 
Look, I will say this. I, I am really high on DeAndre Swift, and I think he's going to finish the season as a top three running back. Um, and so that will, certainly wouldn't be a bad um, – if he had anybody else on his team, I would say DeAndre Swift. Yeah. But if you have Cooper Cup, you have to go with Cooper Cup. I mean, it's just – it's automatic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think mine is is also pretty pretty easy. Uh, all things all things considered, uh, it's got to be King Henry. Yeah, this is another one of those no brainers. No brainers. He was he was on pace for just a torrential season. He had like he he was he was so good. He was so far ahead of everybody that in the first three weeks that he missed, he was still the NFL's leading rusher up until like the fourth week that he missed and when Jonathan Taylor finally took over, like here's his, here's his point totals uh, for, for our league um, for the first uh, eight games before injury, Uh, 10.7, 47.7, 19.4, 25.7, 31, 35.6, 18.4. And then I believe he went down injured in the Colts game. Uh, and he had six, but he had six point eight points before he went out injured. Just, just yeah. stupid numbers. There, there's just there. There's no way you don't keep him. There, there really just isn't. Um, the the only other guy that I would even remotely consider on your roster is Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. Um, Who I think was, was the number one tight end I last think year. He right, was the number one tight end. Um, I don't think he's actually the best tight end. I think it's still Travis Kelsey, but. Um, Mark Andrews is the only other guy you even remotely consider here on your roster. Um, but yeah, it's, it's gotta be Derrick Henry. He's probably, he's going to come back strong more likely than not. Um, and I mean, the Titans are just a well-built team around him. So yeah, um, he yeah, played, uh, he put King Henry played seven games last season, seven and a half games. He finishes the RB 14 in standard scoring the RB 21 and PPR the number 50 overall in standard scoring and the number 77 overall in PPR and played seven and a half games yeah. in a 17 game season. Yeah. Monster. Just, just insane. Just insane. Um, so I come back strong and this, yeah, this, this is, this is a slam dunk pick for, for Sam. Let's talk, let's talk Keith's Cause I think this is an interesting one. Um, I put you down for, CMC, run CMC, uh, or Travis Kelsey. Um, I think Travis Kelsey is probably a more secure pick because we know that tight ends are a premium in a 10-man league. So, um, trademarking that? For, uh, yeah. So no, I mean, uh, you have some Ohio options. State and trademark you do have options. I mean, Amari, Amari Cooper with the Browns would be a decent pick. And James Robinson, He's I think he's coming back from surgery. So, um, with the new rejuvenated Jags offense could be spicy who knows but I think the safest picks are AJ Brown with the Eagles now could be interesting to see how that plays out but I think the safest pick is probably Kelsey um I just can't trust Christian McCaffrey to stay healthy so yeah McCaffrey's played 10 games uh 10 of the past 27 games in the past two seasons um or sorry that's 27 17 plus 16 I can't do about 33 he's played 10 of the last 33 games um, and so I don't think you can trust him. I actually think keeper uh, pulls a keeper again mm. and uh, doesn't take a keeper and um, and actually looks to maybe offload somebody for an extra pick. 
Um, I don't know that anyone will bite on his keepers this year like they did last year. Yeah. Um, but I could I I could see Kiefer not taking a keeper and just trying his luck at wherever he falls in the draft. Fair. Fair. Yeah, I'll I'll divulge a little bit here. Um I'm definitely keeping a keeper this year. The biggest reason is really the only person that anybody would probably bite on for a pick is Travis Kelsey, and he's really the only guy I want. So, like, it, I mean, it's really going to depend on where where I where my draft pick falls, like who I end up keeping. Um, on the Christian McCaffrey thing, bad injury luck, but I think. Um, I, I just feel like he's the type of utility player that um, if he's healthy and you take a gamble on him, it'll probably pay off in a big way. Um, the Panthers drafted uh, Iki Aquanu. Um, their offensive line is probably going to be dramatically improved. I think Baker Mayfield is probably going to win the starting job. And although Baker Mayfield is far from an elite quarterback, he's a significantly better quarterback than Sam Darnold. Um, so he, by default, are going are gonna to help the offense um, – you know, play a little bit better, throw into DJ Moore consistently. Um, so, I mean, he's a, he's a guy that you'd, you'd certainly consider, um, but in all likelihood, I'll probably end up keeping Travis Kelsey and um, keeping my first round pick. So, Last and just, just to clarify, sorry, just to clarify for those at home, too, I want to make sure I'm remembering this correctly. We have it set so that if you take a keeper, it takes the place of your first um, pick. No. No, it's just yeah, on keeper plus your first round pick. Yep. Okay. Yep. Indeed. Uh, last I mean, but not in theory, in theory, the ten best players in the league are already off the board by the time you're yeah sure do your first pick. It yeah, as long as people <laughs> do it right, right. Um, last but not least, Filster. Um, that's another one I think. Philly, I didn't like. I feel like you had a like I, I remember you having a good team, but like looking at your roster, I was like, he's got a lot of really good options, and I think I think that makes it makes your job a little bit more difficult. Um, I put three down, three that stood out the most to me. Um, I think Dalvin Cook, Jamar Chase, and uh, Tyree Kill are the three that I think um, you would potentially consider. But I mean, you could have a lot of different ones. But I think the guy that I'm going to go with, and I'm not going to spend too much time on this, is uh, Dalvin Cook, just because I think having a good running back is significantly more valuable than having a, uh, a good wide receiver. I, I agree with two of your three suggestions. Um, I agree with Dalvin Cook. I agree with Jamar, Jamar Chase. I actually fair. disagree with Tyreek Hill. And I would throw C.D. Lamb in there in that third hmm. mix um, as the as the pick as the potential pick there. And my reasoning for C.D. is kind of the inverse of my reasoning against Tyreek Hill. Um, Tyreek Hill is going to go. He, he's he's in he's in Miami now. Um, I expect that he will still continue to put up his numbers, but they are inherently going to take a hit because he's playing opposite another elite weapon. Um, in Jalen Waddle without an elite quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. Now, if we had a Patrick Mahomes level quarterback, um, I'd have no problem. I'd say, yeah, probably he and Jalen Waddle are both going to hit, you know, 1300 plus yards easy. But um, even if they both, you know, I, I expect them to both probably just break a thousand, maybe hit nine, 10 touchdowns a piece, which would still be a good season, but I don't think that makes him a keeper quality player. 
Sure. Whereas CD, the Cowboys just got rid of CD's biggest target monster um, in Amari Cooper. And so now he's the guy in their receiver room. Um, you've obviously still got Michael Gallup. You've got Dalton Schultz. But he's going to be the guy. He's their undisputed wide receiver one um, in, in what was a really good passing offense last year. So um, I think it's probably going to be Dalvin Cook here. But I would more likely lean towards CeeDee Lamb over Tyreek Hill. But uh, I feel like if he weren't pick um, Tyreek – or excuse me, Dalvin Cook – He's going to go full LSU homer here and take Jamar Chase, which also it would is legitimately his second best option on his team. So it's not it's not like he's going ignorant not subtle, homer. not subtle. So great option. Yeah, yeah. I say you know uh, not too much more time on this, but uh, Cook is is probably the clear cut guy to take. Uh, again, I think when he's at his best, he's a top two, three running back in the league. He missed. Uh, or had you know injuries uh, playing at least four or five of his games last season, so uh, he finished RB sixteen and, and didn't um, play every game. Um, and and we're also moving to a completely different offense, and I think an offense that he's going to thrive in. Um, I think we're opening up the passing lanes. Uh, we have uh, so much talent on wide receiver. Um, I think it's just going to create a lot of space for him to run and some um, some check down areas as well. So I'm I'm high on him. Uh, I would think about keeping Jamar Chase, and I haven't made this decision yet. Um, but I would think about keeping Jamar Chase just because long term, it would be nice to have control over him. Um, you know, in moving forward in the future, I can see him you know consistently being a number one receiver in fantasy, and so it would be nice to keep that control over him. Um, but again, you know, you have you have a solid uh, proven playmaker. And Dalvin Cook, and it's hard to say no to that. So, yeah, I think the biggest thing would be like chancing not getting Jamar Chase back because he's not going to make it out of the first round, um, right? The season that he had last year, and so yeah, I mean, like controlling him for the next for the foreseeable future, especially with the relatively short shelf life of running backs. Like, how many really great years does Dalvin Cook have left? Who knows? Right. All right. Well, I think we have a. A lot of really good options there, but let's talk a little bit about what the, the draft order is going to be um, and how that process is going to work this year. Um, it's going to be two steps. Um, the first step is we're going to have a, we're going to do something here in a minute. Um, thanks to Carl. It's called 100 Yard Rush. Um, basically, um, what we'll do is we put everyone's name into this computer uh, program um, and then it can does a 100 yard rush between the 10 of us. Uh, the 10 members and it'll randomize the list basically that way. Once we have that randomized list, um, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be uh, turning that over to, I think, potentially a future Hall of Famer uh, in the NFL. Maybe. We'll see. He's a, he's a Hall of Famer for a team already, but uh, it'll be, we're turning it over to uh, David Akers, uh, legendary kicker for the Eagles, um, legendary draft announcements, you know, just all around, I think, a great person to do this. And um, he'll be basically taking that randomized list and then um, picking our draft order for us. So um, wanted to do it this way in case that if I wrote down 10 names in, uh, in an order and just gave it over and he just read it straight down that uh, we're at least getting a randomized list this way uh, so we can at least have it that. So um, Philly, do I have screen sharing? 
can you turn on screen sharing for me? Yeah, let me, I have to unscreen share myself. This is a little technical difficulties here. Why is this not popping? There it is. Should be good. Sweet. Okay. So I'm sharing my screen now. So as you can see on screen, uh, I've put everyone in here. We got myself, Philly, Keith, Joe, Austin, Mo, Gino, Fern, Carl, and Fred. I'm now going to shuffle it just so we know that it's completely random. We do it 10 times because there's 10 of us. Um, it's completely randomized. We're not giving anyone a uh, better chance of winning. Um, we're going to do it one minute. It's going to take, uh, we're going to be able to go uh, two, two yards, max of seven. It's going to be fast. Um, and we're good to go. So with that, um, here we... Exciting stuff, man. We're determining the draft order right here live. Right, right here. here. Right here well, live. It's, it's like, it's like live for us. It's not really live for y'all, but... so. Yeah, yeah. Philly. I mean, it'll be like a day late. It's like the does, FCC, uh, like, has like does a, someone want to? Does someone want to take the? Uh, does someone want to take the uh, the lead on on commentating this? I'll yeah, keep go for it. Keep all right. Here we go. Ah, all right. Oh, and we are off to the races. All right, Austin and Mo jumped off to strong leads. Keith bringing it up here. Fern and Fred closing the different. Oh, Keith and Mo. Jumping out to an early lead. Keith Keep jumping out to flying. a strong lead. Nearly to midfield. Fern <laughs> comes running back in. Oh, Keith and Fern are down to the wire. Oh, they're both at the 40. Oh, Billy and Carl are piddling each other's assholes back oh, in the 30-yard line. Oh, Mo making a run here on Keith. Joe comes steaming in. My thing is in the way. Joe takes a lead with 10 yards to go. Keith, Joe, Mo, Fred, Fern. Joe gets the first pick. Fred and Keith. Oh, Fred and Keith round up, oh, second and third. Oh. And we got Sam, Fern, Gino, Mo, Philly, and Austin still looking in. Oh, Carl and Mo for seventh pick. Who does it give it to? Carl with the seventh pick, Mo with the eighth pick. Austin, just absolutely a terrible showing here. Philly, just as bad. I feel like he blew his ACL out, just like Dalvin Cook. Austin wins the ninth pick in the draft. Philly secures the tenth pick. Oh, man. So what a, what an exciting race! My so the my order, commentary game was pretty weak, but uh, so the current order that we have for the draft is first pick would be Joe, second pick would be Fred, third pick would be Keith, fourth pick would be Kamish, fifth pick would be Fern, sixth pick would be Gino, seventh pick would be Carl, eighth pick would be Mo, ninth pick would be Austin, tenth pick would be Filster. Um, I'm gonna save that. Hmm, put this in our document. Um, the agenda. Yep. So this will then be turned over to uh, David Akers and he'll um, hopefully randomize the list again. So um, that's the that's the hope. Yeah. The goal if the not, goal here is that we provided this list at a random order so that if he just reads it off, we it's at a least, randomized thing. At least it was randomized. But we are hopeful that he will re-randomize this list to create a whole new draft order that we don't know about. Yes, just want to clarify. That's the ideal situation. Oh. So 
I I was thoroughly lost there. I'm actually really happy with that now. I third pick was a little too high for me, so that that works. Well, it, it could either get significantly better or significantly worse. So yeah, who knows? I've never wanted to yell at a computer screen more than I wanted to <laughs> yell at my stupid guy. Just bastard. Just crab walking down the field. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, he he must have he must have blown out his knee or something at like the ten yard line. Oh. My guy was just my guy was just mailing it in for sure. Mailing it. Well, we are I think we're sitting at about an hour right now, and we still have a good bit to go. Um I'm fine if we just do this next segment and then put a wrap on this one. Um we can we can table our, our last two for another one. Sure. But I really think uh I really think I'm I'm interested to see this this next segment here. All right. Well, Philster, I'll turn it over to you to queue it up. I can yeah. I guess I can I can tee it up if you want. Sure. Or at least uh lead us into it. So um earlier this summer I uh, had a proposition from Mo uh that he and Gino wanted to contribute to the show in some way. Um I think Mo had just gotten done watching Longest Yard or Gridiron Gang, something along those lines, or maybe Camara was getting arrested, you know, something related to football players getting arrested. And they had the idea that they wanted to put together a video of, um, of like them drafting the all felons uh, team for the NFL. Um, so they'll go through this. Uh, I think the, the, stipulations where they had to have a felony or misdemeanor uh, to be considered eligible for this draft but without further ado i'll turn it over to uh, mo and gino i can't hear any audio filter not off to a hot start with this video Surely. I don't think you can hear us. What you can't you can't hear it? We no. Can't hear them. Uh I don't I think you need to share your audio again. Oh good. Uh, let's try this. Uh, uh, I don't know why that wasn't working. You want me to do it? Um, you can try, yeah. When I share audio, it just uh, here. Oh, here, here, I got it. I got it. Okay. But I'm super stoked about. Thank you, all boys, for uh, having us on the pod really quick for this special addition for that off-season content we are striving for. Gino and I are here thinking deep. Uh, we're very deep in thought here about what we can do uh, in Denton for the boys. And, you know, we got a little something together today, Gino. You know, I think uh, we've been talking about it. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm super stoked about this. Uh, if there are certain players listening, we apologize in advance. Uh, this is all public record, so sorry, not sorry. Yeah, but if you need that IP address, this is Gino's place. Do not come for me. <laughs> So with that, um, today for the players we were mentioning, we are doing our NFL All Felon Team. So you know, I was looking about this the other day. I was just bored at home. I was watching uh, what was it, The Longest Yard, and then 
uh, Gridiron Gang, and you know, it just it got me thinking. Like, well, one, The Rock and the football coach be fucking sick, and then what? two, like, who, what would this team look like? And we were thinking about for like, you know, would this be like the best team on earth, or would this just be a really solid fantasy team and get me from seventh place, maybe fifth, maybe even third? I think this team could put you in first. I mean, there's some names on here, boys. There are some names. And I don't want to out anyone, but Kiefer. There's a lot of you. <laughs> there's a, a lot, lot of, of you. you. So the Catholics and convicts coming to mind. And yeah, not really many Catholics, many convicts. Yeah. So with that, uh, we're kind of figuring out the best way to do this. So we decided we were going to look at each, each skill position that's uh, for fantasy, as well as including some big defensive names and skill positions there. Um going off who we think is a starter and then the solid backups some of these are really tricky to pick uh and also as a kind of a a note to just begin with not everyone here has a felony some were misdemeanors some were acquitted and some are just honorable mentions honorable mentions we think they did it we're not going to say for sure black or white that they did it because we don't want to be hit with a lawsuit but there's potential they did it and you'll know who those are <laughs> some of them are uh Legends of uh, University of Southern California. <laughs> Fight on, baby. Fight, Fight on. on. So with that, uh, I guess to start off with, do you know if you had the first pick and you had to build a quarterback for this team, who would it be? So this one was an easy one for me. Right off the bat, if I'm taking a felon quarterback, it's Mike Vick. Mike Vick, I mean, and we did pull the stats. We also pulled his Madden rating from 04. Uh, 99 overall, so nothing can test there. I mean, do the stud. Uh, I mean, really, the first – the first starter was the easy pick. After that, it got tricky because there's a lot of quarterbacks with records, but none of them really good. <laughs> yeah. So for our backup, I took Johnny Manziel. Just based off of pure fantasy, if he wasn't on the Browns, I think he would have succeeded. Um, that and the dude is all about his money, and I can't deny that. Well, that was the delusional pick. I think the practical pick. This guy was actually god awful. I'm not going to say he would have got us any points in fantasy, but just. Based off a record alone. The rap sheet alone. Ryan Leaf, Wazoo legend, only second in name to Austin Angus Anderson. And this guy has a rap sheet of all like of all time. I mean, one of the biggest busts of all times, but really, I think just like the justice system, we gotta give him one more chance. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that guys in terms of got second chances, that actually leads really well to my next pick which is for top running back. And for me, without a doubt, Oradell James Simpson. A.K.A. O.J. A.K.A. The Juice. And this guy is loose after serving a prison stint, not for what we originally expected, but for, I believe it was robbery? It was. He robbed his own memorabilia. He robbed his own memorabilia. You know, that you try to get his own Heisman back, and that's the way to Reggie's, and he's still being chill about it. So would you look at that? Give back his Heisman. <laughs> but with that, O.J. being... 99 overall, we're guessing that, and this guy was absolute stud, and yeah, he's probably our oldest pick on here, but you've got to imagine, this guy in the modern day league would be killing it on the field. Yeah, Easy, easily our oldest player. But I gotta say, our second pick might just be a, almost right at the same level as him. Yeah, I mean, our second pick is Adrian Peterson. Uh, apparently, it's a bad influence to be a dad who beats their children. Who would thunk it? I mean, I came out all right, so we're all right. Yeah. <laughs> But with that, AP and OJ, I mean, by far, I think our running backs are our strongest part of this team. And for a fullback slash third string, if we needed other solid choice, I believe Hall of Famer Jamal Lewis 
dude is a stud um, trucking people in the early 2000s, mid 2000s. Uh, you know, I believe, what was he wrestled for again? Something about beating. I forgot what his rap sheet was again, but we can definitely tell you he was, uh, I think he had a search six months. I can look. Well, we'll verify that. But in the meantime, we'll go to our receivers, which are, uh, fun fact, according to the NFL Arrest Database, which is an actual thing, just NFLArrest.com, you can find all your favorite players who've been arrested, as well as all the teams who've been arrested. And the Vikings, Bengals, and Broncos led the league by far, with the Vikings with the most. Personally, thinking the Bengals, knowing all their crap over the past 20 years. But while we look up for Jamal Lewis, uh, I'll get on, start off with our top receiver, and I think this receiver blows everyone else out of the water in terms of accolades, records, uh, and maybe not rap sheet, but definitely up there. Michael Irvin. We don't know if he was on, ever had a Madden rating, but we had a guess. He would have been a 98 or 99 pretty easy. Um, the name speaks for himself. Absolute stud at the Cowboys and a product of the U. <laughs> uh, just real quick, Jamal Lewis, four months because he set up a drug deal. Oh, okay. Not that bad. You know, in the modern NFL day and age, that's a whole year suspension. So that kind of sucks. If he just beat someone while he's doing that, it would have only been four games. The guy wasn't, was not smart about it. Yeah. And speaking of the weeds, it leads us to our next receiver, uh, Josh Gordon. In the words of Stephen A. Smith, lay off the weeds. And that was one thing the man couldn't do. You know, but maybe he'll make another comeback. You know, four times a charm? Is it fourth or fifth at this point? I stopped counting. I think he's with the Chiefs now. If I remember correctly. Don't you look at that with Juju. Good fit, good fit. Uh, after that, we have Steve Smith. Uh, I believe he had a one-year sentence or something. I forgot what it was specifically with him. Or he had a one-game. One Steve game. Smith is our next receiver. Because uh, he got into a fight with his own teammate and broke their face. You know, and funny enough, there's plenty of NFL players who've done that, but he was the only one who ever got really suspended for it. So, uh, not arrested, but definitely up there for, I think, fits the culture of the team. And the last receiver is more of an honorable mention. Uh, he was a rookie of the year in 1997, or uh, rookie receiver of the year. Uh, Ray Carruth, for any of those not familiar, uh, the man uh, conspired to get his girlfriend, pregnant girlfriend killed, and he did. Got her shot four times in the back of the revolver and fled Carolina and was found in Tennessee with multiple items and was served 18 years in prison. So maybe the potential was there. I think if this guy had some more years in NFL, he was robbed of. You know, he could have really done something out there. But with that, for someone who was really robbed of a couple of years, who do, who do we want to put as our tight end? So this, in my opinion, I think is our strongest skill set. Uh, both very young tight ends, both extremely talented. Um, but first things first, I think the number one tight end is Aaron Hernandez. You all know the story, RIP Aaron. Um, Gone, but literally never forgot. A jersey of his on eBay is selling for like 300 bucks. And if you, I would say, man, that's a steal. I'd kill someone for that. <laughs> he did. He did. With that, our second tight end. Also from the U. From the U. A little bit of a bust, but he had the potential. I truly believe he could have been something. Kellen Winslow Jr. I believe he said one time after a post game interview, he would actually want to kill someone. I believe so. I remember right. I'm sure Kiefer could find us that exact YouTube link. And Kiefer, if you do find that, I hope that you put that in the video. Uh, with that being said, this guy has a weird thing with old ladies, if I remember right. Likes to chase around parking lots and stuff. So, yeah, Kelvin Zell Jr., probably the weirdest guy of all going here, but 
nothing to be said about his talent. Guy was very talented and had a promising career if he was on the Cleveland Browns. Yes. Uh, with that, we're going to our flex, which we did cover pretty on all those skill positions already, but these two, I think, really stood out for us in different ways for the flex position. Uh, I'll let you take the first one because I know the second one would be decently better. Uh, so first things first, we're going to take a very recent arrest because um, the man is still in jail, and he's probably not going to get out for quite some time. Uh, former University of Alabama receiver Henry Ruggs III. Man thought he could fly by the seat of his pants, and instead he flew into someone else. Yep, and very fast when I do that. I mean, some would say he runs faster still, but that car was going about 140, if I remember right. So, Harry Ruggs, by far, I think, really, for a recent guy, definitely puts the flex position really well. My honorable mention for a flex pick was Lawrence Phillips, uh, running back from the 90s from the Huskers, and played for the Rams for a brief amount of time. He actually went to the same high school as my mom, fun fact, at Ballin Park High School. The dude had all the potential in the world. I mean, the fact that he was kicked out of college early and still got picked up by two different NFL teams just shows that he was wanted both for his talent and for crimes. <laughs> <laughs> so that covers our offense. I mean, right, right away, this offense, I think easily is setting points, setting records, this getting records. <laughs> this offense is nuts. But to continue on with that, we do have a kicker. And I'll let you talk about our kicker. So our kicker is uh, none, none other than the legend, Sebastian Janikowski. Doesn't have the craziest rap sheet. The dude just can't put the bottle down. And But, you know, if the leg's still kicking as far as it is, no reason to like, let go of the guy. I mean, he wasn't the most accurate kicker, but who needs accuracy when you're kicking bombs out there? So Sebastian Janikowski, Florida State Seminole legend, Raider legend, was by far the best offensive player for the Raiders for the, mid or for the mid-2000s. Yeah. Sad to say, but that's why that kicker just has to be up there above everyone. Thing with that, we have our defensive players now, which we did linebackers, corners, and safeties. And uh, I'll let you take the first linebacker. <laughs> uh, the man was acquitted, so let me just say this up front. But Kiefer, looking at you again, uh, it's our boy Ray Lewis. You know, we're going to put those, like, just the too talented to stop. And I will say, when I was looking at Madden ratings, he was a 99 rating overall. But in Madden 07, they did Eagle ratings, and he was also 99 with Kellen Winslow Jr. I believe they said the U had six of the 16 players with 99 Eagle ratings. So, would you look at that? Just something about the U, I guess. Um, the second pick we have for linebackers, absolute legend, also loves cocaine, and I believe diddling kids, is uh, Lawrence Taylor. Uh, and dude was... Scary for both uh, quarterbacks, drug dealers, and children, and children prostitutes. So, uh, sorry, Spotify, for getting this blocked. <laughs> so, Lawrence Taylor, Ray Lewis, that's a scary combo already. But, no, we have a third guy. We just want to add for a little bit of youth right there. And I got to say, this one, I just wish we couldn't see more of him so far. Yeah, I mean, Alden Smith, highly productive while he was on the field. But the issue was when he was on the field. Uh, he had way too many issues to count because his rap sheet is – Long. I believe on NFLRust.com, he had the longest rap sheet of any player. I believe so. And I think he had 10 counts of so, just different things all over years. So, hate to see the guy with the talent, but in the end, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, you know, obviously the 49ers weren't paying him enough. He had to keep doing all those different things. Uh, for corner, we only took two corners, and one is definitely more talented than the other. Uh, I'll let you go in the first corner because I know the story about the second one. Uh, first one up, Adam Pacman Jones. His play on the field was the same way he played off the field. He was violent, and he was going to make it happen, regardless of who you were. 
the the Mountaineer legend. Kind of forgot that he played for Mountaineers. I mean, he made he had a decently long career in the NFL. He did, uh, but I will say uh, he is he is a changed human. Uh, but that's for a different time, different place. Fair enough. Fair enough. And the second corner we uh, took was a guy that some of y'all may know, some may have never heard of, Daryl Henley. Uh, he was a corner for the Rams in the mid-90s. He was an All-American at UCLA, uh, actually from near my hometown, Laverne, California. Went to high school, Mark McGuire. He was a stud uh, in college, and he was drafted in the second round. Had 12 picks in 76 games. All that doesn't sound really noteworthy. Why is he on this list? Uh, well, he got booked for uh, trafficking cocaine. Uh, while in the NFL, and while he was in his trial, he conspired to get the judge murdered <laughs> and sentenced to 41 years. So he got an eight-year sentence extended to 41 years. I'm not sure why he thought this was the right idea, but clearly it's in the NFL, not in academia. So with that, Daryl Henley, I think is a sleeper pick. You know, he was definitely the mastermind. I would say the strategist of this team. So that's who I'd put there. Uh, and then for safety, I believe we had two safeties. I only wrote one down right now. Um, you might remember the second one I want to talk. Well, the first safety we had was Darren Sharper. If y'all haven't forgot, he's got booked for multiple charges right there in his career, or actually kind of near the twilight of his career. He was still playing at that point. Dude was a stud, and he was 96 overall in Madden. And remember, he was the hardest hitting safety in the league at one point. Greg Jennings broke his leg and did not uh, was not afraid of this guy. Great clip if you haven't seen it. Just ask me, and I'll send it to you. Uh, honorable mention to the safety position uh, was Lawyer Malloy. I believe it was for Ooh, I don't remember. I don't want to say anything on the record. Yeah, you only disgrace Patriot. So either way, he was acquitted of his charges just like Mr. Ray Lewis. So if the glove don't fit, he must acquit. Shout out OJ. There you go. And then with that, our last player is our punter, and I'll let you finish off with our punter. It's the legend himself, Pat McAfee. <laughs> he made getting arrested be cool. Yeah, no, he did. I mean, I, I've seen the, the man, the myth, the legend. I mean, we, the pod he has is the pod I would love to hopefully see us get to at one point one day. So, you know, just from a inspirational perspective, that's why I think he's our partner. He's really the motivator of this team. And that's the team with Ray Lewis, mind you. So with that being said, I think our team is really solid overall. I didn't think of any head coaches that have records, but I'm sure there's one out there. Uh, with that being said, I think this team's solid. I would go as far as to say this team potentially could go undefeated in the season in fantasy. Uh, you know, I don't think Angus has anything against this team. I think if Carl were to do the numbers and all the number crunching, I think he would also say this team is solid. Uh, with that being said, uh, you know, thank y'all. We hope you enjoy our content. We'll put a... Uh, I have a coach. Coach? Who's yeah. the coach we got? Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel has apparently been arrested quite a few times. <laughs> the uh, Mike Vrabel of Tennessee Titans? The Mike Vrabel. <laughs> of the Tennessee Titans, has been arrested several times. Oh, would you look at that? So we have the leadership as well. And that's what this team was just missing, frankly. So with that being said, I like our teams a lot. I think this would be a solid one. Uh, curious to hear what y'all think. Let us know in the group chat after you uh, listen to the episode of what players you would have taken differently, uh, players that you have issues with on this team, and players you would add. Use these as a learning example. That's you know we had to make this content educational at some point. So learn from their mistakes and don't be them. Don't, don't get, get arrested. Caught. Don't be, get don't get caught. These are from two conduct guys. <laughs> we love conduct. We love behaving, and we know y'all do too. Thank y'all so much. Well. <laughs>
that that was fun. That that was a lot of fun. They they did put together a pretty damn good team. Um, excellent representation by Miami on there. Uh, just yeah. absolutely stunning. Very I mean, proud. You could argue you could argue two of their best players, two of their five best players, um, are Canes there, Ray Lewis and Michael Irvin. Um, I'm surprised that Ed Reed was never arrested. Nothing against Ed that, Reed, that but feels racist. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it feels yeah, really racist. You know. that feels racist. That's I don't know. Maybe off, that's maybe that's off heavy Michael Wilbon blaming Sean Taylor yeah. for Sean Taylor's murder. Maybe maybe it was just that early two thousands Canes vibe, but I don't know. I just figured him and Ray Lewis were in cahoots doing something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we 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 mentioned this. We were making a running list of uh, we were making a running list going on in our chat while we were listening to the video. Another Raven. We're really surprised. Gino's own namesake, Ray Rice, didn't make the cut there. Yeah, um, they did have a pretty stacked running back room, um, but you gotta you gotta figure Ray Rice should have been in there. I mean, he's uh, he was a college football legend <laughs> at Rutgers, um, was having a really really good NFL career before uh, before trying to before making sure his wife caught his hands. I wonder if we. So was this only like was this only like arrested during? Like during while they were playing, or did it did it matter? I don't even know. Well, I mean, OJ was yeah long retired, so I was because I was thinking like I'm pretty sure Donovan McNabb got arrested for a DUI or something like that. Uh, could probably could put him at quarterback. I'll, I'll say uh, one person that that um, that got missed that uh, was uh, was that actually an absolute stud in fantasy for a couple of years uh, before kind of falling off uh, the deep end was Chris Henry. Mm. Um. Uh, who unfortunately passed away in 2009, um, but he was a he was a beast. And uh, another guy that was a, a pretty good serviceable uh, receiver, um, Plaxico Burris, the infamous leg shooting uh, of 2003, 2004. What a, a, I not quite on that same level, but another guy who was like really promising, uh, Martavius Bryant. Yeah, mm. for the Steelers, he was kind of like the third option with. The other the second option behind Antonio well, Brown for a while. If we're thinking about uh, wide receivers, no one really remembers um, Josh Huff. Uh, mm-hmm. He was a receiver for the Eagles for the Bucks. Um, he got arrested on gun charges at one point. I, I think I think a tremendously missed one here at quarterback though. Brett Favre. Brett Favre is oh yeah currently in a lot of legal trouble in the state of Mississippi. Uh, Michael Vick's certainly a great option, but I think Probably. Brett Favre is about to get the hammer here. And I think we can all agree Brett Favre is a tad bit better as as a quarterback, not as an athlete, as a quarterback than uh, than Mike Vick. So that'd probably yeah. be my pick at quarterback. Yeah, Brett, Brett Favre, uh, when he played in the NFL, struck me as a guy uh, that I wouldn't be surprised if he came out to be like a total piece of shit human. And uh Surprise, surprise, he's a total piece of shit human. So. I, I figured something was up with Brett Favre when he just started doing like all these random commercials. I was like, okay, this guy is hurting for money. And now it turns out he's like running all these tax schemes in the state of Mississippi, <laughs> like stealing public dollars. I'm like, okay, now it all adds up. Like, <laughs> yeah, Brett, Brett Favre doesn't actually wear copper bracelets for yeah, circulation. No, no <laughs> <laughs> he's not actually doing that. And, and then, um, yeah, I mean, I, again, I, I think the Watson one was the one that was probably most surprised. That, that's the low hanging fruit right now. Well, has he? Um, has he? I don't think has he ever been. A, has he been arrested? No, but yeah, they. Never but criminal charges. Remember, he got. Yeah, uh, so that I think. Yeah, but, that's but, probably but, uh, why he doesn't. 
fall on that list, right? But a same, but a similar thing. I think I mean, it's a sl- slightly different for um, Ray Lewis, but a similar thought process is that Ray Lewis basically got off scot free, okay. and everyone knows he was guilty. So that that's kind of where I apply this to Sean Watson oh. thing. Is what about a? Uh, oh yeah, shoot, who's, who's, who's the who's the running back I'm missing? Um, Kareem Hunt wasn't. Oh yeah, oh wasn't and he? Joe Mixon. Yeah. Yeah. And Tyreek Hill. Yeah, they, well, wow. Tyreek Hill's a different beast. Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson. They, 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 they said AP. They said AP. They said AP. Oh, did they? Yeah, he was uh, – OJ was their uh, starter and AP was their, yeah, uh, yeah, their yeah, backup. Right, right. I was thinking – the one I was thinking that I – don't, I don't, he probably didn't get arrested, but I was thinking Ricky Williams from uh, the Dolphins back in the day. I know he got in trouble for – yeah. marijuana a little, all the time a little devil's lettuce no big yeah. deal no he got suspended a bunch but i don't think he actually got arrested i don't think uh, i think it yeah. was just a bunch of failed drug tests well i know he got caught with yeah i thought oh, no that was mike vick with the the pot and the water bottle right mm, yeah and then the guy that i i think that could have had a really good career um but turned out to be a gigantic piece of shit was darius geis um Oh yeah, LSU and had a couple breakout games with uh, the Washington football team. Um, before it came out that he basically raped half of LSU's student body. So, um, yeah. pretty shitty person. Oh yeah, I, I think that was uh, some, good, some good quality content there. Yeah, love to see it. All right, well, we have more future content that we're excited to be. Uh, putting out some more recurring items in our in our docket and uh yeah i'm i'm excited for what what we've got cooking folks i think uh i think you're going to be in for a treat this year any yeah. any closing thoughts gentlemen uh i did i did want to say just one last thing on the video um and this is kind of my closing remarks uh philly and i both agree absolutely fantastic execution on the henry ruggs joke um, yeah, yeah wow that was just flawless gentlemen thank you both uh really really excellent video really appreciate it um my general closing remarks happy to be back at it with you boys uh, i missed you guys and happy to be giving content back to the fellows so looking forward to gearing up for the season Absolutely. I, I agree. Flawless uh, execution. Uh, Henry Ruggs knows a thing or two about executing. And uh, <laughs> yeah. well, not, not, uh, not quite as good as there, but still good. <laughs> no, no, that, that's just that's just meant to be an, an addendum to the, to theirs. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to be back with the boys. Um, you know, we uh, we may or may not be back uh before the season starts who knows you know we're kind of uh kind of wild cards here so i would just say keep your peepers peeped all right yeah that's cool yeah um keep those peepers peeped um remember uh i'm gonna probably fuck up this closing um keep your keep your standards low and your expectations lower folks and uh we'll see you when we see you